Welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Cantor, and I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. Biometrics are a cornerstone of the converged security trend, and that's why we are pleased to count the world leading security conference, ISC West, as our premier partner in that area. Of course, due to the coronavirus pandemic, ISC West 2020 was postponed this spring, but that didn't prevent us from continuing the critical discussions around security, privacy, and identity with ISC West. And today on the podcast, that discussion continues with ISC West organizer Will Weiss, Group Vice President, Security Events Portfolio at Reed Exhibitions. Speaking to Susan Stover, Vice President of Digital Content for Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, Wise discusses how the security landscape is changing with the dramatic shift to remote work. He talks about the convergence of physical and digital security and how it's affected privacy. And of course, he talks about ISC West and what we can expect from the conference when it returns. It's always a pleasure to have Will join us. So without further ado, here is ISC West organizer Will Wise in conversation with Susan Stover on the ID Talk podcast. Welcome to ID Talk. I'm Susan Stover, VP of Digital Content for Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. And today I'm joined by Will Wise, Group Vice President, Security Events Portfolio, Read Exhibitions. Great to have you here today, Will. Thank you, Susan. Good to chat here uh, in April during these times. And um, yeah, good to always good to connect with you guys for some conversation. For sure. So, you know, just talking on the topic of the current climate, we've been seeing a shift to remote work slowly occurring over many years now. But the COVID-19 crisis acted as a catalyst, forcing many businesses to finally take the leap all at once. Obviously, security and identity plays a major role in facilitating the remote workplace. How do you see the dramatic shift to remote work affecting the overall enterprise security landscape? Yeah, I think in pretty short order, even in the last month, um, it's pushed some serious disruption and and challenged organizations. Um, Of course, the first thing was, and I'm here in Los Angeles, California area, and our companies are around the U.S., but yeah, instantly had hundreds of people now now working from home, and and you probably magnify that by thousands of people if it's like Facebook or something. So I think from the strain on the the virtual systems and the platforms and the security risks of all the tools that people are using remotely, as you know, we've already heard some stories about that, but I think in a corporate or enterprise, there's a lot to make sure your employees who are maybe not used to working remotely from home in terms of security protocols, behaviors. So yeah, I think there has been a very quick, tough ramp up on, on things like training and, you know, and a, you know, really just a huge uptick with just the online infrastructure even internally. So that obviously has a lot of, you know, sec, you know, online security scenarios, but like you said, identity now, gosh, if everybody's, you know, remote and on VPN, so making sure, you know, passwords and, and access, you know, any kind of access apps and things like that are, are really effective and people know how to use them. I think that's one of the, the challenges, you know, when you switch over to a new messaging system, you know, or a platform, you know, the phone and the security and the authentication. So I think it's really pressured people but I do think it's gonna have people learn a lot too. So I think that's that's one of the upticks. My last comment on that question is the physical security or facilities part of this is really interesting, right? You have most corporate commercial entities are empty right now, but somebody's gotta be minding the store. Somebody's gotta protect those buildings. 
So the essential worker status for physical security professionals, people that have to monitor alarm systems, that's been really intense as well. Unfortunately, there was a sort of DHS and state, most states approving you know, security installers and professionals to have physical access to to buildings, but I've also heard even some from fr some friends who are like IT infrastructure experts. They're going into commercial office spaces, but they're empty, but they're monitoring the system. So definitely a lot of very interesting, you know, dynamics from that. And on a broader note, for many years, Fine Biometrics and ISC West have been attending to the convergence of physical and information security. Your conference is known for setting a benchmark annually for discussions around what's become known as converged security. How has the converged security trend evolved in the past year? I think it is interesting looking past the past year to two years. And for instance, um, yeah, I re recall sitting down with you all at ISC West 2019 and they just huge you know increased number of biometrics or ac access control companies that are kind of weaving into biometrics. You know, there's been a big uptick of the products out there. Um, but one of the things I think I've seen in the last year is definitely more pressure on the product development being secure. If most devices have access and are converged and connected, I think there's actually been good visibility that you, you can't get into a situation where you, you know, can have the device hacked. Or if it's an access control system with biometrics, you certainly don't want the wrong person to be able to, to get access. So I think it's put more pressure on product development, which is not a bad thing, but down to you know the components and, and everything. So that's one thing. Of course, there's also heightened uh, laws about data privacy, and that, that ties in. You know, I think we're going to touch on that, but all of that, I think, has put more pressure on things. But I think overall, too, with the truly converged systems that we call physical, internet, operational technology, these days it by nature involves a pretty complicated group of partners. So often, obviously, a big private sector enterprise, but you're going to have a big telecom provider or data center provider that's, you know, that you're working with. So there's a lot of interconnectivity and security factors and then you know the government tie-in. So to me, that has been driving the big part of it too. It's not just the technology, but the people that have to converge now have to collaborate. I think five years ago at ISC West, it would be like, oh, it's just the facilities person or physical security person. Well, no, now they're working closely with their IT managers, definitely getting more executive buy-in as these are more sophisticated systems for, for procurement and then definitely the integrator. So I think that's the other thing. We've seen way more groups of cross-functional teams that are working together. So recently in partnership with ISC West, the ID Talk podcast hosted a panel on convenience, privacy and security and biometric security, which was initially planned as part of the SIA education part of your spring event. It was a really fun conversation to be a part of, and I was struck by how advanced the privacy portion of that conversation has become. From your perspective, what effect has the recent growing awareness around the importance of user privacy had on the converged security industry? I would say one of the biggest things is you can't just look at yourself as like a hardware manufacturer. I mean, a camera would be the most classic case, but there's obviously all kinds of devices now, you know, across uh, systems, but that you, you have to think of yourself as a software company, as a data management company. That's, that, that can be tricky for people that said, oh, I'm just making a hardware product and okay, it doesn't really matter what happens to it. But the data privacy, the liability, this is where there's way more pressure. Liability and clients and compliance professionals have to be involved with the product strategy and then with the usage strategy if you're at an enterprise. So 
those are things that you know we've seen definitely more complexity and reputational pressure too because the last thing you might think you have you know, have the greatest product or you made the greatest decision to deploy you know 500 units across you know 50 offices but okay if something bad goes wrong there's a big reputational risk potentially for brands lastly i think um and maybe this isn't a bad thing just more pressure on training people correctly uh and that's actually a good thing but can also be tricky for companies Mm -hmm. And Read Exhibition has a diverse portfolio of security conferences, including ISC West, ISC East, and CNP Expo. How has Read Exhibitions adapted to the unique demands the current global crisis has forced on the conference landscape? Yeah, just in the wider realm of security and physical safety, like you said, we have those that you mentioned, ISC West, ISC East, um, CNP for e-commerce side of things. We have our Brazil event, Mexico City. If you go over to London, our London office runs Info Security. Uh, I was just talking with our director in Abu Dhabi yesterday that runs a sort of national safety, homeland security. Paris, we have an Expo Protect. So yeah, there's a lot of different events out there in different regions. And I think one thing is you really, in this climate we're in, you know, where everybody's first of all navigating through, okay, when can we get back to face-to-face? -to -face? Everybody's, we're all futurists in a lot of ways, just like you all are trying to guide people into what to do for the, the future. Um, but you're figuring out how to really connect even more right now with your community, whether that's speakers, whether it's your most loyal enterprise decision makers that frequent our events, the media. I think it's been a good way people are innovating with how do we stay connected right now and again i think there's been a lot of good innovation that way definitely more digital engagement where we've been building in we've done some of that you know as you know traditionally but things like you know a couple of weeks ago we turned on the mobile app that we you know usually just use at the show and like encouraging people to stay in tune that way whether it's just networking or posting information so i think it's it is driving some nice innovation but i also think when you have an event I think knowing your geography and the, for the climate there, the community there, supporting that community, it's not just about an event, it's about supporting the economics of, say, New York City going through a really tough time. You know, we we do ISC there, we do a lot of events there like Comic-Con. You know, we're really thinking about the philanthropy and you know, so the support for these regions that are having a tough time. And then if you go into international, like a Mexico City, making sure our team there and our customers there are doing well, we're staying connected. So I think it's a, a lot of those things. There's been some good innovation on staying in touch, but but it gets beyond just the business side. Mm -hmm. And moving forward, what lessons have you learned through the implementation of these virtual aspects? And do you expect any of these new social business solutions to be carried forward once physical show floors open back up? Um, with Reed, we've had kind of a, a long-standing, very big investment in digital technology. It's one of the, the facets, really, I would say, starting four or five years ago to integrate way more digital technology and tools into the face-to-face -face experience. And for people leading up to an event, at the event, you know, things like beacons, things like, you know, mobile apps, uh, not just being like, hey, I can let, but look up an exhibitor, but, you know, one of the functions we've built into our mobile apps in the last cycle of shows was behavioral. So if you were searching for, you know, 10 different technologies and frequented, you know, certain companies, then we'll serve up recommendations based on your behavior. So definitely been getting more and more sophisticated in general. But I do view this climate as taking that to the next level. I've seen terrific innovations just in the last five weeks with my colleagues around different parts of Reed. You know, one of the events that 
you know, was going to do something in the spring and now is not doing something at the end of the year. They built a really good sort of matchmaking, digital matchmaking B2B connections, you know, platform where they can match people up based on needs. And normally that might just be done face-to-face at an event. So thinking about doing that more holistically throughout the cycle and uh, more, you know, more just usage of like Microsoft Teams and, and the video conferencing. It's amazing how people are like, wow, some people are now just using that for business meetings or, you know, with CNP, you know, our CNP virtual summit series for e-commerce fraud prevention and, and identity. Yeah, next Tuesday, we have a really cool meetup of retail merchants and other merchants that's going to be through, you know, through an online platform. So definitely seeing good innovations. And I can see those things being carried forward in the right way, but also with the right permission. Some people love doing that. Some people just don't. And they want to, you know, just go face to face. So it's definitely some good innovation coming out of it, which is a good thing. And then more and more partnerships are happening. You know, we already have a, you know, good relations with people like you. But I think this is really, you know, having people say, wow, you know, there's a lot of alliances to be had out there, which are positive. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Will. And uh, we're really looking forward to continue to be working with you and read exhibitions. Good. Thank you so much. And uh, look forward to seeing you and your team in October at ISC West. Thank you. And so concludes our interview with Will Weiss, Group Vice President, Security Events Portfolio at Reed Exhibitions. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, visit findbiometrics.com and iscwest.com. I would like to thank Will once again for joining us on this episode. I also want to thank my co-host Susan Stover for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.